This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. We were all thrown into this virtual world kicking and screaming. Virtual meetings, virtual presentations, and virtual happy hours have become the norm. So there are a few things to keep in mind when facilitating a virtual meeting slash presentation and when you're part of the audience. As a presenter, I don't want to look up at your nose, see you walking around the house, see your cat in front of your camera, hear your dog barking all the time, seeing a silhouette of you because you're sitting with the window behind you on a sunny day or seeing you disappear into your virtual wallpaper, or to watch various body parts appear and disappear. Now, for myself, the number one challenge in presenting in this virtual world is remembering to look at the webcam during the presentation. It is critical to make eye contact with your audience to keep them engaged. Think about it. In a live presentation, if the presenter never makes eye contact with you, would you feel the presenter cared about you? or even their presentation? As to the audience, many things cause an extreme disconnect, and in some cases, disrespect, however unintended. My top three are, audience members do not have their camera on. To the presenter, this gives the impression that you're not paying attention, you are disengaged, and more likely, multitasking. Taking the dog for a walk, making lunch, answering emails. You may or not be doing any of these things, but it appears that you are. Number two, they forget that a virtual presentation, a virtual meeting is a professional event. Not taking into consideration the camera angle, personal appearance, or background others are seeing. Many participants show up, often late, while driving their car with their phone in their lap. Number three, you're forgetting to mute the audio when you're not talking. Every noise in the background, dogs barking, kids screaming, car horns honking. Starbucks espresso machines making screeching noises and etc. will be heard by everyone in that virtual presentation or meeting and will be distracted and disconnected because of it. These are the kinds of things that make virtual events suck. But here's the point. A virtual anything does not have to suck. And it's the presenter's responsibility to make sure that it doesn't suck by engaging the audience. So if you are the presenter or running the virtual meeting, here are eight tips on how not to suck and to engage your audience. And as a special bonus, two tips on how to improve your internet speed and stability. Number one, eye contact. Raise your laptop or desktop monitor so you're eye to eye with the webcam. You can achieve this by stacking up books underneath your laptop to raise it to eye level. Also remember to look into the webcam 70% of the time. This will help increase the engagement of the audience. Number two, standing up in front of an audience and delivering your content is how presentations pre-COVID-19 were done. So why should there be any difference when given a live virtual presentation? 
When we are standing, we increase our energy and our passion. Go out and buy yourself a standing desk, a desk riser, or use your MacGyver skills. A colleague of mine took a basket and a lobster pot and put the monitor on top of the stand to deliver live standing virtual presentations. Go MacGyver it. Purchase a good microphone without breaking the bank. Suppose your internet is running as it should be, but the audience can't hear you well, or there's crackling noises in your microphone. In that case, your audience will stop listening to you. Get a decent microphone for under 100 bucks. It is worth the investment. Number four, breakout rooms. If you're using Zoom, MS Teams, GoToMeeting, or Web, or Cisco WebEx, utilize the breakout rooms for discussions, role play, brainstorming, debates, strategy discussions, improv exercise, or anything that requires a minimum of two people. Number five, polling questions. Poll the audience frequently and often to ensure they're understanding the concepts and content that you are delivering. Also, get to know your audience with some demographic information. It just keeps them busy. Number six, Conferences.io. According to the website, Conferences.io improves attendee engagement, participation, and learning by empowering the audience to interact in real time during the presentation. In Conferences.io, you can ask multiple choice questions, short answer, numerical averages, or brainstorming ideas. And there's also a Q&A feature where someone can ask a question, and if others in the audience think it's a good or a bad question, they can vote it up or vote it down. I'm starting to use more of Conferences.io than having the audience submit their answers to my questions via the chat box. And the main reason is, is after your session is over, you can download a report to review and to give it to your client. Now your client has something tangible to review from your presentation. Use a multi-camera shoot. When you are looking at your webcam, switch to another camera and then go back and forth, but not quickly, with some space and time between. The audience will likely still be engaged because they're getting different video angles, which helps them pay attention. Go old school. Use your second camera and have it focused on a flip chart or a whiteboard in your office. That will raise some eyebrows and make it way more interesting and fun. Number eight, simplify your slides and tell more stories. When I say simplify, think like Abraham Lincoln. President Lincoln wrote the Gettysburg Address using only 272 words, which, if spoken 100 words a minute, Lincoln spoke for just under three minutes. Former Secretary of State Edward Everett spoke before Lincoln, and he spoke for two hours. Use fewer words on your PowerPoint slides and tell more stories. This is how you keep your audience engaged. A data dump of facts and figures shoved into a PowerPoint slide with a font size of 12 is just another way of telling the audience to read their email and play their favorite app game. Now, here are the two to help with your speed. Know your minimum internet speed, upload bandwidth, and network latency. The minimum internet speed should be around 200 megabytes per second. Upload bandwidth of 1.5 millibytes per second, and network latency should be less than 100 milliseconds. Per Netflix website, latency refers to the time it takes for the data to travel from a user's device to the server and back. Will be measured 
on both upload and loaded connections. Unloaded latency measures the round-trip time of a request when there's no other traffic present at the user's network. While loaded latency measures the round-trip time when the data-heavy applications are being used on the network. For example, your upload latency is 25 and your loaded latency is 50. Well, that's pretty good. However, if your unloaded latency is 25 and your loaded latency is 175, that is not good, and you're suffering from buffer bloat. Yes, that is a real word, buffer bloat, which causes your Zoom meetings to buffer and freeze, even though your speed is 300 millibytes per second. So if you're suffering from buffer bloat, contact your internet provider. And number two, improve your internet speed. And you can improve your speed by one, shutting down any program that's running in the background, like Dropbox or some type of file backup app or file backup system. Number two, if your hard drive is almost full, then move files off your hard drive to an external drive and free up more space. Number three, reboot your modem and router once a week. And you can do this by just unplugging it, waiting for a couple minutes, and plugging it back in. I've been working with three regional salespeople for a manufacturer in the Midwest to give more engaging virtual presentations. And these are the tips and techniques I've been sharing with them so they can continue to do their job and engage their customers and their prospects. If you'd like me to work with you and your team on how to give a more engaging virtual presentation, email me at peter at petermargaritas.com and put in the subject line, Virtual presentations don't have to suck. Like what you just heard? Visit c-suiteradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.